Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. Hi, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm a hiking mom in the Canadian Rockies, Mama to Turner, and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. I'm mom to Collins. We love being outside and exploring between our two homes in Seattle, Washington, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag Patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Keep on going. Come on, pick up those feet. Look forward. How many of those lines are repeated over and over and over again on the trail or anywhere, really? We don't want every step to feel like drudgery. We want each step to be a we can do hard things moment. Today, we wanted to discuss some things you can do with toddlers and all age kids to make hiking fun while still getting them moving forward. Hey, Adri. Hi, great topic. Yes, I'm really excited for this one. (laughs) I've seen some great videos people post of all the things that you do to keep your kids going, whether it's flying them around or getting them in the carrier. So I'm excited to talk this through with you, but I feel like we should maybe break it up into sections and talk about toddlers and then all kids or older kids. Is that good with you? Yep. Sounds great. Hey, toddlers. So we talk about this all the time, but choose a doable adventure. Exactly. Yes. Always choose your own version of a summit and not necessarily doesn't have to be on the top of a mountain, but doable is much more attainable for your toddler. Yeah. And I think even depending on your toddler, your doable might be so different, right? Some toddlers might love hiking and want to go pretty far. And some might just want a very simple get to a pond (laughs) destination. Yes. And I think that's one of the things too, like on social media, when people are, you know, comparing adventures, maybe there's another mom with a toddler and it's like, whoa, that child is like scaling or almost scrambling. Don't worry about comparing yourself. Like your adventure, just like release all expectations and you do you and what works for your family. Yeah. And what I've really loved about your and my adventures lately, where they're super toddler friendly is I always say, we're always ending on a high note. The kids are wanting more when we end, like Collins gets in the car and goes more hike. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that's how, you know, you've had a successful adventure. I think is when the kids are wanting to get back out and go hiking again, (laughs) not trying to say it's always going to end on a high note, but just saying that, yeah, if it can end somewhat in a way where they're maybe wanting more then that's just going to make it fun for everyone. So I do have to tell you yesterday, Collins, I mean, she wants to go hiking with Turner again. And I was like, 
It just made me hurt. <laughs> she did say that out now. Wait for it. Oh, my heart. Okay. So for toddlers, another thing could be starting or finishing in some sort of carrier or some toddlers like being in them the whole time. But I know Collins is at the stage where she doesn't want to be, but I like to have it with me because sometimes if she's exhausted after hiking uphill for a long time, then putting her in the carrier at the end is really good. Or sometimes, yeah, starting and she has a safe enough snack to have back there while we're starting. Yes. I think the important thing really is the choice that you're giving the toddler, right? Like if you're, if they're knowing like, Hey, like mommy up, like I can, you know, I can ride along for a bit or I can go down and walk and they can have that freedom and they have that choice. From my perspective, I just noticed that they feel a lot more almost empowered on the trail where they're like, they're not feeling like, Oh, I have to walk any, you know, they can kind of be like demand their snacks, you know, say, and we stop. We're just like, Oh, snack break. It doesn't matter if it's 30 seconds away from the car. We're like, yeah, no problem. And that's what I appreciate about our adventures. It's not like, Hey, we need to get here and no, you're not having this until we get there. Or it's like, I I mean, reward base. Yes. Okay. If some families are interested in that as well, sure. I could, I could see if that works for your family, but in our situation, it's just kind of like you really, when you say you're letting the toddlers lead, you're, you're genuinely (laughs) letting them dictate, you know, where and and when they're stopping and giving them a lot of choice. So I noticed that that's what keeps my toddler very keen to go hiking again. Yeah. I like you saying that because I think we're really big about letting our kids listen to their bodies. So are you hungry right now? Do your legs need a break right now? Those kind of things. So it will be interesting when we have right now, when we adventure, it's usually two toddlers. I mean, we've gone with more, but Turner and Collins, if it's just them two listening to two kids' bodies, but as we soon have four kids' bodies to listen to, there might be a lot (laughs) of snack breaks. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if we'll be getting very far. I also noticed too, like okay, we choose our summit. So for example, our last one that we did, we got to the stream area, right? And you can never really predict what that toddler is going to want to do that day. Like that's the, you can suspect, okay, they're probably going to want to, you know, go near the water or throw rocks or do what they're doing. But it's just like, how long are they going to play that? Are they going to exert themselves? Are they going to run around in circles? Are they going to get out of breath and like exhaust themselves for like further without knowing kind of thing? So it's always about being able to gauge that and knowing, and encouraging, okay, are we going to head back now and kind of nudging our way back as well is important. Yes, 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 yes. And while we're talking about carriers, we have soft structured or hiking carrier options. So I'm at the point with Collins where I only ever bring the soft structured and kind of just roll it up. And then if she wants in, I toss her in that. Uh, but you're still somewhat bringing your hiking carrier. Yes. I'm a huge fan of my, my structured Osprey carrier for sure. I just, I just love that everything can just go in it. I, I tend to sometimes overpack. So if I bring a backpack and then I'm bringing a soft shell and then I'm bringing, will you saw me all the things it's like the first aid kit, like, is everything going to fit? I just find with the Osprey can just all be thrown in there and it's super easy. And he's used to that kind of carrier mostly. Cause that's what we put most of our kilometers on, uh, definitely like familiar with the soft shell back carrying technique as well. But then if I have like my backpack or hydration pack, and then obviously just currently right now being pregnant, it's just like a lot of things to juggle. So that's why I kind of, yeah, I like the structured carrier, but also just being mindful of the limits with pregnancy and not maybe trying to carry him as much in the 
structured carrier. Yeah. And I've seen some people carry much older kids in there too. So as long as you're following the weight limit, your kid likes to be in it, you're comfortable in it, you can use them for quite a long time. So we're also at a stage where with our next kid coming along, we kind of need our older one to hike a bit more unless we want to tandem baby wear at some point or tandem kid wear. So that's the other thing that I think we've been really focusing on is choosing those doable adventures that they can do a lot of so that we can be a little more hands-off. But as we were talking about at the beginning, another way to keep it fun and keep them moving forward is carrying them in different positions. So or not even carrying, but promoting different positions. So you could be picking them up and flying them for a bit. You could be holding their hand side by side. You could be asking them to lead the way if it kind of becomes a thin trail and they're the leader of the pack. You could be asking them to pretend they're different animals and walking like that, just kind of making it fun and turning it into a game or trying to find a point that they can reach. Good ideas. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything else you can think of? I feel like that covers, I mean, sometimes piggybacks, which I know we said with the carrier, but sometimes even just doing a legit piggyback. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if it keeps it exciting for them and, and keeps it like a little bit unpredictable for sure. I'm trying to think what else generally would work. I think the, uh, I always do this with Turner, like it's go, 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 go. And then he likes to mock that and then he'll run forward and go, 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 go. And then he'll just see, make sure I'm kind of chasing, <laughs> chasing closely behind <laughs> and that motivates him. I'm so glad you said that. Cause that reminded me what really gets Colin's going is I start to kind of slowly pretend run. And then I say, come and get me or can you catch me <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's picking it up but I do find the kids also copy each other right like when yes. was doing something Collins would do it and vice versa well that's what I was surprised about too when we got the kids back together on the trail it's like Turner for example it's like no mom I'm not holding your hand like too cool over here like I'm gonna just hike over here by myself and then he sees Collins like oh Collins holds his mom's hand oh I'm gonna do that too and then he came and held my hand and of course my heart melted (laughs) because he doesn't usually do that. So that was really exciting. Um, but yeah, they do, they copy each other and they kind of feed off of each other's energy, right? Like they're kind of going together and they, I I do think they know, oh, this adventure is all about us. (laughs) What can we get into next? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now jumping to older kids, these things could still apply for toddlers and they do for our toddlers, but some are maybe a bit more specific depending what age of toddler we're talking about and now older kids. So for all kids slash older kids, a big one is trekking poles. Collins, she loves trekking poles. I didn't pack them on our last hike and you had them. And Collins was like, these are my trekking poles now. (laughs) I think like they help with balance, but I also think they're just kind of fun and exciting for them to lead the way with and feel like they're on an adventure. So trekking poles are great. Yeah, because they also like to copy you. Like Collins was always watching you with your trekking poles, right? And then she, even when she was in the back carrier on you, she was like, she wanted those poles because mommy had them as well. So then once she got her independence and was like, she has her own trekking poles, you could just see how proud she was. <laughs> just so, so great. So. 
And then Turner did take them for a hot minute. Yeah, like he used to. And then and then he kind of, you know, they're unpredictable. Like I feel, well, I have a whole kind of setup for him. Like he's got his own little toddler pack. I have one of those mini, this is back in my running days that weren't really hardcore running days like yours, but um, you know, those running vests that have the little pouches of water that is like a hydration spout thing. So that's his version of the hydration pack. Cause I don't want him packing a ton of water because that's a lot of weight for Turner to take but like a little tiny pouch or whatever um I'll put in his toddler pack and then he can pick his toy that goes into his pack sorry I feel like I'm reverting back to the toddler section of our <laughs> discussion today but you would and then you put the snack and he he's choosing what he wants in there and if he wants his kids to explore explore pouch in there or not um it depends on the day he might chuck it out of there and go nope I'm not taking that today or his summit stickers or whatever kind of thing he'll have in his pack but I feel like his independent there and his choice like he'll usually wear his toddler pack but then there's some days that he's like absolutely not I'm not putting that on my back mom carry it but that also I found kind of like helps him because he comes running back to that pack all the time to get his own things or he'll like bring we don't take rocks home typically I, I have by accident a couple times but he'll bring like a rock and like put it in the pocket or something and he just like that's his like little central base is his pack and then yeah, I yeah, and that's probably even a good tip for getting kids out the door because if they're in charge of something, that's really exciting for them. Or if they get to choose a couple snacks they get to bring on the hike, that's exciting for them too. So yes, exactly. Until he wants to bring his like four times the size tractor than his bag. And it's like, that's not going to fit in your toddler pack. And it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this one is a great tip for all kids, but we don't want to promote kids getting too far from you, especially in bear country. You want them to be close by you, not far up ahead and all those things. But in a safe environment, picking points of interest is really fun for them to help find and get to. So whether you're fully beside them and you're just saying, okay, we're going to try and find the next, I don't know, name a tree, name a mushroom, name a bird, name a source of water, whatever you want it to be, pick those points of interest. And if you're not doing it where you're right beside them and they're a bit older and they can kind of hike in a group up ahead, they could be a little bit ahead of you and you could pick, oh, see that sign up ahead, try and reach that sign or something like that. Yes. Points of interest are, are a really big one for sure. And that, yeah, I like how you mentioned the safety, just like, yeah, even being in bear country and in certain parts of the world, it's like snake safety and all sorts of safety, (laughs) just being in that arm's reach kind of like, you know, I mean, sometimes they can kind of slip a little further than that, but just really having, um, eyes on them for the points of interest. But I do see that working a lot for other families that we've been on the trail with. (laughs) It's like, okay, and the next point, we're going to go there. Um, Yeah, definitely. And who doesn't love a good scavenger hunt? Exactly. (laughs) We're obsessed with our scavenger hunts at Kids Explore. (laughs) They're all over our social. Every month we have a new theme and, you know, you get your little bingo card or what have you. And it, it does make it really exciting on the, on the hikes. It does. And yeah, so Kids Who Explore has amazing scavenger charts that it's de- we've done before with all different things. So then you're looking for everything under the sun and kids can have their little marker or pencil or whatnot to mark in when they found something. And yeah. sometimes I've seen older kids be like, mom, can you take a picture of that? Like to show that we found it, you know? So yeah, that's so great thing too. But if you want to get super specific, we've had podcasts on all of these as well, like the mushroom hunting, the bird watching, 
grounding on the trees. So trying to find certain trees and then putting your bare hand on them to ground to the earth. So you could pick very specific ones if you or your family's interested in that, if you don't want to do a general one, but the general ones are always fun because you could have a group of kids and they could all be trying to find all the things. Yeah. They get really creative for sure. So if you are wanting Michelle to set this up on our newsletter, so you can actually now access all of our scavenger cards that we've ever made. And then each month that they come out, it'll go right on the, it's right on the kids to explore newsletter. If you sign up for that and you can just download, you can either have it on your phone and just keep it on your screen or you can definitely print off if you're wanting to print for your kids just to kind of mention that so those are super fun to take on the trail and then if you are out and find things make sure to hashtag kids explore and tag us so we can reshare to our stories and inspire other families to be finding things in the outdoors as well yes okay there's also games games are fun hide and seek i've heard of that you can do in a safe fashion because leave no trace. You don't want to be stomping all over the wild flowers and all of those things. And you also don't want to get far away from your kids, but I have heard or seen it done where one parent goes with the kid or one adult, one caregiver, and then another adult tries to find them. And this is maybe more toddler friendly than two, because I think it's probably up just a little bit ahead, just behind a tree. And then you end up finding them, but it's another way to keep them moving forward. So depending on the age of your kids and the setup, if you can do hide and seek safely, that's fun. There's also I spy, which like, who doesn't love I spy? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, You can also do races, like who can get to whatever location first. So that's kind of the point of interest, but trying to add a little competition to it. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other games you can think of? Hmm, Trying to think. Um, Not entirely right now. Um, Yeah. Just basically just the scavenger type games of any kind. Like even if you just kind of go onto Google and, and type in like bingo outdoors and that kind of thing, like you'll be inspired very easily to print off a game there as well and bring it with you. Yeah. I also just thought because in the bird watching one, we were talking about mimicking, I guess it's called mnemonics. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, But mimicking the sounds of the birds. So you can maybe even make a game out of that. Like what birds do you hear? Let's see if we can get closer. Which direction are the birds tweeting in? Let's follow it. (laughs) Exactly. And just like singing too. Um, as well that reminds me just bringing especially in bear country obviously making noise and singing is important but I don't know singing games or or the kind of games of like you're going on a picnic and what are you going to bring like with the older kids and that I think it's oh that's a good one (laughs) I know you and I when we were actually on adventures without kids would do some of those because sometimes you're on a full day and you can ask every question under the sun under the sun (laughs) and And I would say, okay, let's imagine our perfect day of food. Where would you fly to? And what would you get? And what restaurant would you eat at? And those kind of things. You could kind of make those kid options. What's your perfect hike day look like? What's your perfect? I I know this isn't really moving them forward, but kind of just keeping it fun. Asking those. And And you get entertained by the answers, of course. (laughs) Kids are all kinds of entertaining. (laughs) But yeah, bring friends. Everyone kind of says that on, on our podcast is that like, Something that gets their kids out the door on the hike, enjoying the hike is bringing friends. And I know Collins loves having Turner on her hike. So yes, same with Turner. He's so happy to hike with people. And then snack breaks. We already talked about that, but for older kids too, letting them kind of gauge sometimes they're ready for a snack break and bringing those out. And then I think people just need to remember to be creative and be willing to switch it up. Cause as we were saying before, what you works for a while 
might stop working. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, bringing that energy that you want the kids to have into the hike because they're going to feel your energy and that's yeah. what they're going to do, right? So and some days, you know what, if the energy is just not, not there, that's fine. Then, then it's a no hiking. Maybe it's just a picnic kind of day at, you know, you find a picnic table in a scenic spot and you're just bringing in nature and letting it heal, you know, your energies that day. That's fine too. It doesn't always have to be, um, major movement on the trail by all means, but these, a lot of these ideas just really help in getting those kids motivated. Absolutely. And I love how you always say this. I feel like you need to make a kids to explore a shirt that says, choose your summit. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. Because that is kind of one of your mottos. And I think it's important to always come back to that. Choose your summit because that's, what's going to bring joy to your adventure, whatever it is. Yes. Like it made me think it's like my summit is blank. And then you can just like write on your summit that day, what you, what you're feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you're going with multiple kids, they can all do that. You know, this is what I always do for music recitals or music exams or competitions. I say to my kids, make a goal. And I want the goal to be something that's super attainable. So no matter what you are proud of yourself, because I don't want the goal to be, I'm not going to make any mistakes because we all make mistakes. So what can your goal be? So we can now transfer that over to hiking. All the kids can make, this is maybe for older kids, not toddler kids, but what's your goal for this hiker? What do you want to accomplish? And it has to be something attainable. So one of the kids might be like, oh, I just want to find a stream. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you're choosing to hike with a stream or whatever it is, you know? And then they all feel like they got something out of it that made them happy. Exactly. I love that. Lauren, is there anything else? I think we mostly covered it. Okay, that was fun. Keep on going. We can do hard things. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.